Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 15. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today, a Tasmanian rock band, Luca Brasi. The guys are releasing their fifth studio record, Everything Is Tenuous, next week on February 12th. In today's show, we talk to guitarist Thomas Busby about self-recording an album in lockdown, the strong opinions of their fans, and why he loves the gin blossoms. Here we go. Our guest today is a guitarist and backing vocalist for Tasmanian rock band Luca Brasi. Having formed in 2009, the band have continued to amass fans across Australia and continue to release critically acclaimed records. Their fifth studio record is out next week. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Thomas Busby from Luca Prazi. Hey, Thomas, how are you going? Good, mate. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, and my pleasure. Um, congratulations on the new record, Everything Is Tenuous, which is out uh, next week on February the 12th. Um, Thank you. It's the band's fifth album, and it's um, it seems like it's, it's kind of been coming for a little while. You guys released one of the songs back in 2019, and, and now here we are for yeah. 2021 are you guys how are you feeling about it finally uh, coming out yeah feel very excited and relieved as always you know um it was it has been a long time coming we started it a long time ago when we put out uh tangled and content was the first song we put out thinking we would finish the rest of the record much quicker than we did and then someone ate a bat and things kind of got in the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very excited to get it out. We worked super hard and looking forward to um, seeing what the what the punters make of it. So, yeah, exciting times for us. Now, on the new record, um, you guys were self-producing it with Darren from Kiss Chasey, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we got um, Darren. Darren um, helped us on Stay, our fourth album. Um, via proxy, you know, sending demos via email and he would give us feedback and, and stuff like that. And we did that again with him and uh, Andre Ehrman, who mixed it, was producing as well, sort of giving us arrangement ideas and pointing out things maybe we didn't think of and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a great team to be a part of. They're, they're geniuses, those guys. And Daz, um, having him on board the second time was amazing. Just like tiny little details, things he'll point out and things he'll give us to try. Um, just end up making some songs so good. And, um, yeah, he's awesome to work with. He's a great guy. With the record itself, uh, as you said, those gentlemen helped with the producing and mixing, but um, for for the band uh, itself, for you guys, you uh, self-recorded the tracks for the first time ever. Yeah. What was that experience like? And I guess um, 
what was the learning curve like from going previously just playing the instruments to uh, to now having to do all your your own recording? Yeah, the biggest challenge was like knowing when you had to take <laughs> this, when you're in a studio and you've got an engineer in the chair and your bandmates around you, you kind of just do your best until you get the thumbs up from everyone. Hey, that's the one. Cool. Well done. Let's move on. When you're in the room by yourself and when you're in peak lockdown, when we're making this record, um, the majority of it anyways, um, there was some times where I recorded something and thought you beauty, I've killed it and would listen back the next day. And I was <laughs> playing out of time. Um, so I was like, fuck. And I'd have to, set up again and do the whole thing again, which was really tedious. And also the opposite of like doing three or four takes, like, yeah, it's pretty good. I've probably got a better one in me. And then four hours later, I'm still at it and and I haven't made it any better. (laughs) That was a learning curve to get the balance right. Like, right, I was a little slack here. I was way too pedantic here. Um, you know, personally, I think I, I need to, <laughs> need someone to sit in the room with me to tell me to relax. <laughs> you know, you got it four hours ago. But um, when the lockdown started to ease in Tassie, we were able to, like, um, get together a little bit. You know, like Tyler came to my house and we did a, the bulk of the bass here. Um, you know, Patrick, the other guitar player, would come and we would nut out a few ideas. Uh, he's more enjoyable doing it that way. Um, than sitting in a room by yourself and torturing yourself. But um, the one advantage was actually I'll point out is sometimes I want to keep going when everyone else has had enough of me and like, you've got it, you've got it. There are a few times like I'm going to fuss over this bit till it's absolutely perfect. And uh, I got to on a few times and it was actually rewarding a few times, but uh, yeah, a lot of the times I was way over the top. (laughs) I didn't realize that it um, it was both, uh, I thought it was self-recorded as in the band. I didn't realize it was that and just yourself as well. I can imagine that would have been a very, um, yeah, not daunting, but more just um, it would have been an experience to kind of go through when it's just you and you're like you're covering everything. Yeah, there was a few. There were a few times where I was like, all right, I could do this a number of ways. And in those situations, you have your bandmates and you're like, hey, I can do this and do this. And people have their ideas and you can, you know, you collaborate and you make a decision together. And there were so many times I'm like, oh, how do I do this? What should I do? <laughs> I end up just recording all four or five ideas, emailing Patrick, what do you want to do, man? And he would like suggest something or he'll send something back. Um, yeah, there were some weird times for sure where it was like, uh, what, what, what do I do? How do I go about it? What? What's the best for the song? What what would my bandmates want to do in this scenario? And everyone else had the same things, like, in their own experiences. So, yeah, a weird way to make an album for sure. Very weird. Do you think that you would, um, maybe not solo, but just with the band, with the boys, do you think you would do it again or do you think it's a we've done it now and we've ticked it off the list? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean... The, the issue we had was we all work and you'd have to get the studio at six o'clock after work, you'd be there till two in the morning, you'd go home, you'd get up, go to work again for three weeks. And it's exhausting and it's really hard work and you go crazy by the end of it. And now like Patrick and Danny have young families, they have two young girls each. It's just not feasible to be at work all day, at out at the studio that late at night with two kids running around and their, their wives um, <laughs> having to deal with it on their own. It just isn't an option for us anymore. So trying to um, find ways to do our band now we're in our 30s is kind of the priority. 
Uh, being able to chip at it, you know, hey, get home from work, cool, I've got a spare two hours, let's do some tracking. Um, you still got to schedule, you still got to put in work and put in time and make time, yeah. but he's more flexible doing it that way. Um, yeah, we'll def- <laughs> I reckon this is it from now on, <laughs> just doing it this way and just bringing in, <laughs> you know, producers via email or, you know, the, the challenging part really is recording drums. Um, that's You really need the most know-how to do that for our band anyway. Um and we have our mate Nick White that's recorded with us forever, a long-time friend and collaborator, and he's our sound guy. He um, tracked all our drums for us where we rehearsed. So, yeah, it was a good um, system. It worked good with everyone's lives as we get older. Mm. <laughs> there's definitely been some um, some silver linings with COVID. Obviously, there's the shitty aspect of it, but yeah. I think working remotely has definitely been a, um, a plus for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. During that initial kind of lockdown stage, did you guys find, um, I'm not sure what you guys do as, as like a, a day job, but did you find yourselves being a little bit more creative with more time to, to work on the band or was it something that you felt, um, I guess some people we've spoken to, they found themselves more stifled and more unable to create than, than others. Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I work in retail at a music store and um, we were open the whole time. We kind of closed off. We are kind of like a takeaway shop, basically. You can come to the front <laughs> counter and I want these strings and we get them for you or you can click and collect or we'd ship out orders, that sort of stuff. But it certainly wasn't open to come in and play instruments. Uh, so I was flat out. Um, Tyler's a teacher. Um, Patrick's a civil engineer. Um, they were all flat out. Danny owns his own gym. They had to close for a while. Um, yeah. But he has a young family, so he was flat out so there was certainly no uh you know no extra time for making music for sure um there no that and then out you know moving house planning weddings and stuff like tyler got married last weekend congratulations Um, i'm getting married yeah yeah it was awesome and i'm getting married next year we had to move it tegan's family are on the mainland so yeah, so, so much stuff going on. There was certainly no extra time for music. It would have been nice to feel feel uh, a little extra time, but no, definitely had the pressure of the clock ticking on us too, especially as the album release kind of got pushed out. It was supposed to be kind of be original plan was like November, October last year, and yeah, now we're in February this year. So yeah, that's kind of how that played out. <laughs> With how COVID uh, played out in Tassie, you guys were able to open up um, – a bit earlier for shows than, than the the rest of the country. Um, we're, we're in Adelaide and um, recently we've only started seeing live shows open up again and obviously other states have only just started yep. uh, opening up for gigs and having gigs played there as well. What was the experience like back in um, back in September and November respectively when you were able to go back and play some shows and, you know, get back to it? Yeah, well, when we did our acoustic shows, we did, what did we do? Three in Hobart, three in Launceston, two in St. Helens. And then a couple of months after that, we did Bernie and Devonport, just one each. Um, limited capacity, hence there being so many shows at each town, uh, all seated. And it felt pretty weird. But that's why we wanted to do acoustic shows in that format, because we thought it might suit it. Um, an opportunity to kind of scratch a different itch for our music and do something different and provide a different experience for those people. You know, I mean, Tasmanians have been coming to see Luca Brasi for 10 years now. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, they must be sick of us by now, surely. But, um, yeah, it was a really great experience. It was really fun. It was a fair bit of banter. We are having a laugh with the crowd and, um, 
yeah, we played old songs and new songs and did a couple of fun covers and we got to play with our mate Kate Edwards that came along for the shows and she's a legend and, yeah, it was a really nice little, uh, yeah, a nice little experience when you saw what was going on in the other parts of the country where, you know, that was still in heavy lockdowns and we were able to kind of go to pubs and have some drinks and play some songs and, you know, obviously had to do the social distancing, limited capacity, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, everyone in Tassie was kind of happy to play by the rules because they were actually allowed to go out and do stuff. So yeah, really good vibes yeah. for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, um, well, yeah, if you're able to kind of live the life, you, you play by the rules and you get to keep doing it, which is good. Um, yeah, that's it. You mentioned, uh, Kat Edwards, she features on the new album. Yep. How did that collaboration kind of come about? Yeah, so we I've known Kat for a couple of years now. She's at least ten years younger than us. But she played Tyler and Pat's fest um Till the Wheels Fall Off. Um a couple of years ago. She's played a few times now, but the first time she she played, I wandered downstairs to go watch her and Pat was side of stage and he just had his jaw dangling on the ground and I was <laughs> soon I quickly joined him and they were incredible. Her, her she's amazing, her band are amazing. And um yeah, we'd go and see a play and just kind of became mates with her. And she's got an incredible voice. And um, that song, Seasick, is kind of a weird one for us. As I won't try and explain it when people hear it, they'll hear it. But, like, we're a guitar band. There's no guitars for a minute 30. So it's already the strangest Luca Brasa song of all time. But we were just trying to think of something interesting to do in the middle um, section of that song. And I think it was Patrick's idea. like, let's get Kat to do it. And, you know, she's got incredible voice and yeah i think she just went around to pat's house one arvo and belted it out pretty quickly and yeah she like i showed my girlfriend and my friend the recording of that and they were just so blown away by how amazing that part of that song is like yeah we we love cat she's a fucking legend and her talent is belies her years she's yeah she's gonna be a a superstar and you know tasmanian's already super proud of her and yeah she's a massive legend so it is an incredible track. Um, as you mentioned, it is the least Luca Brasi kind of song to date. Um, do you guys find yourselves like now five records in five albums in trying to push those boundaries more and more as you kind of go along with each record and trying to um, uh, not necessarily um, like I don't think we're, we're going to see like a Luca Brasi hip hop record anytime soon, but <laughs> still trying to like push those boundaries and test those waters. Yeah. Like, we're not one of those bands that do anything wildly different each one. If you listen to each of our records, you hear a difference in each one. Um, I won't use the word progress, but, you know, there's a slightly different spin on the theme, if you will, on each one. This one, yeah, there was that song and there's another one in the middle called Restless that was like, here are opportunities to kind of go about it differently. Um, I use the phrase again, scratch a, scratch a different itch, you know. Yeah. Um, so those opportunities come up where the song is kind of going uh, a certain direction. It's like, well, if we're leaning there, let's lean all the way. Um, it was actually Andre Ehrman's suggestion. We sent him our demo and he's, like, done some edit and he's deleted all the guitars from the first half of the song. And I was like, damn, that's actually genius. I can't believe um, <laughs> how cool that sounds. And I can't believe I'm okay with having all our guitar parts taken out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's like synth, um, synth all at the start. And you know, that was a challenge too to actually work out how to do that. I mean, I don't play synth. I play the guitar. But, um, 
certainly enjoyed like dabbling in it and trying to get my head around how to find cool sounds and, and do it that way. And, you know, me and Pat, again, <laughs> it was all by email and text message and phone call trying to send each other cool sounds and ideas back and forth. It would have been easier if we are in the same room. But, yeah, definitely uh, enjoyed kind of pursuing those weirder moments for sure. Definitely. I, can, I feel like it would be somewhat of a double-edged sword. You're stoked with how it sounds, but kind of like, oh, my work, my guitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was young, I was so precious. If anyone said, hey, you should play that differently, I was like, oh, absolutely not. Now I'm older <laughs> and wiser. I'm like open to the fact that sometimes maybe what I know is not <laughs> the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> that's very fair. Yeah, with age. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, the most recent single, Every Time You Hear I'm Gone, seems to be about uh, – like taking stock and kind of um, celebrating not necessarily the little things, but those closest to you. If, if it's all right to talk about what is the catalyst for that song? Where did that song come from? Yeah. I mean, showing uh, appreciation for the good things around you and the good people around you has always kind of been a theme of our band. Yeah. A kind of a rolling it together kind of thing. And I know Tyler, um, He's always trying to show his gratitude for the people he has in his life, um, and that's like a little ode to you know his new wife, Alex, <laughs> as he got married <laughs> the other uh, other day, and um, yeah, just like life gets so crazy, and he's the busiest man in the world. He's never said no to anyone. He runs himself into the ground. Um, yeah, he works harder than anyone I've ever met, and he needs to take stock and slow down every now and then. And when he takes those moments, I think he just thinks about um, how lucky he is to have the people he does in his life. And, you know, they're Tyler's words, but he speaks for the, for all of us. I mean, I love the lyrics in that song. Um, you know, me, Patrick and Danny feel the same way about our lives and our friends and our partners and our families. So, yeah, tipping the hat to Tyler on that one. He did a very good job. <laughs> nice work, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, on you, Richo. <laughs> As we discussed earlier, the um, the record was meant to be out last year, late last year. Instead, you guys did manage to release a split EP with Slowly Slowly. Yeah. Was that always on the cards or was it um, a bit of a byproduct of, of the, oh, the times of COVID? Mate, I got a text message from Tyler going, um, I'm putting out an EP with Ben. I think it's going to have Luca Braz's name, not my name on it. Can you play guitar on it? I need it done in a week or something like that. I was like... <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. What are you doing to me? <laughs> but again, peak lockdown. I hadn't seen him. He, I can't, I don't even know where he recorded his guitars and vocals. I might have been at his house or something. I'm so long ago now. But yeah, that, uh, Ben is an old friend of ours. He used to drum in um, the Sinking Teeth, a great Melbourne band. And we toured together with Body Jar. That was oh, eight years ago now or something. Um, so he's always been a great mate of ours and, you know, we love his music. And, yeah, they, those guys were just, just got to talking and thought it would be a cool idea. And, and Tyler had this song for so long, oh, half finished, and, yeah, he finally finished it and sent it through to me. And so I played the guitar on it, our lead guitar, and Patrick sang backing vocals on it again all at our homes. Um yeah, so it was just a thing that kind of popped up randomly um, and, yeah, it <laughs> came together very last minute and it was cool, man. Like, I think people really liked it. We've been playing that song, obviously, on our acoustic tour, but we did our first full band show a few weeks ago in Launceston at Monophoma and I was like, 
we should play it because it's you know it's so much fun to play something about it's really enjoyable to play um hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, and it's cool to kind of like play the full band stuff and then switch to that that song and... um. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll stay in the set for the foreseeable future for because, yeah, I think Tyler did an awesome job on it again. Well done, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was cool. The punters loved it. It came with, like, coffee beans and had this really weird pre-order. I was going to ask like, about the coffee beans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't get any of the coffee. I was spewing. Tyler that doesn't seem right. got one bag, and I think between us we got to share it one day. <laughs> I, got, I got one cup out of it. It was pretty good too. That's um, that's slightly disappointing here. Only that you didn't get your own coffee. You'd think, uh, yeah, yeah, damn it, Nescafe for me. <laughs> well, um, I guess where did the idea, or was it your idea, or slowly, slowly's idea for the um the merch idea of coffee? Yeah, I think Ben knows the crew from. Oh, I'm kicking myself. I can't remember the name of the coffee company. Uh, uh um. Uh, per, per day, per day. Yes, I'm right. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I, at three three o'clock in the morning, I wake up in the middle of the night, and remember, and I'm going to yeah. absolutely kick myself. I think Ben knows that crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so through mutual connections there, so he teed it up. Yeah, yeah. But I think these days, like bands are having more fun with coming up with merch ideas. Oh, 100 like, percent. Bands come up with the most insane stuff, and people just go, "That's insane!" Like we're doing a tea towel. I did say that. And my girlfriend saw the tea towel and she's like, you absolutely have to give me a tea towel. <laughs> I was like, it's, we've got plenty in the cupboard. Why do you want one with my band name on it? You know, skateboards and weird stuff. Um, you know, Vines, I hope, uh, kill it. They always have funny merch. And, and so, yeah, I feel like you can't merchandise anything these days. So, yeah, coffee was a cool thing. Like all the beers and wines that come out. Yeah, I'm trying to get a Luca Brasi sarsaparilla going, so... When I mentioned uh, who I was chatting to this week on the the podcast, um, a few people, you guys have, uh, like, Luca Brasi has some very, um, I guess, diehard fans is is the best way to put it. You you guys uh, have very ride or die kind of fans. Um, One being my little brother, he was very shocked that I was chatting to you this week and also wanted to uh, mention... Uh, the the Leica version that you guys did a few years ago, yeah, of, of Paul Kelly, um, that 
like a version has kind of taken on its its own life. It's got, uh, I did check just this afternoon, 1.2 million views on YouTube, 2.9. It's past streams. a million now. Yeah, 1.2 million views on YouTube, 2.9 million Fucking on Spotify. <laughs> it's not that good. Jesus. <laughs> uh, that was that was the thing. He he um, said it's, it's a controversial take. I think it's better than the original. Why do you Come guys think it. that? <laughs> I'll, I'll look. I'll I'll put you in touch with him and let you guys have that argument. Bless his cotton socks back. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys think that uh, your version has resonated so so well? It's a great tune. Similar as that. We picked a good song. Yeah. No, that's very you know, fair. Look at look at all the popular like a version throughout the years. Well, they all have gone the great songs. Um, you know, we did our best. We put a lot of work into it. Um, yeah, we put heaps of work into it, actually. Jesus, we spent so many hours and because it's so talky, and we're like, we don't want to talk it. We're like, we got to try and we had to change some of the words, take some of the words out. So it was like, sang. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of work. Um, but yeah, we just, it's How to Make Gravy by Paul Kelly is one of the all time big tunes. So with, with something like that, was there any other songs that you guys had as contenders before selling on Paul Kelly? Or was it always kind of like, no, nah, this is, it's on the one song list? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. And there was like talk from management or maybe someone from Triple J when we first said we wanted to do it. There was someone that was like, no, you can't do it. Oh. And we were just like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't remember who was like, someone was like, hey, not a great idea. <sighs> Whatever, dude. We had did a demo of it and sent it through and they just gave us the thumbs up straight away. Yeah. There was talk. Um way, way back when we were kids, like when I think like, I don't know, maybe one of our friends band did it and I thought, oh, maybe we might get a Guernsey one day. There was talk of doing um, Santa Monica, Everclear. Oh, yeah. But that was like at least three or four years before we ever got the call up. So when it came around, it was, I think it was Patrick's idea of let's do gravy and yeah, we didn't even talk much about anything else. Yeah. No, well, I think you proved any of those um any of those naysayers uh, wrong. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. One point two mil, baby. Exactly. <laughs> Surely we get a gold watch for that or something. They have Come to on. give you something. Come on, there must be some something. Oh, so. <laughs> um, Thomas, are you happy to talk about the playlist? Is true? Yeah, absolutely. mentioning cat edwards before you've got her track good girl on here um yeah what was it about good girl that kind of jumped out as the as the one song to to put on here yeah well firstly i can't go anywhere and talk about music and make a playlist and not have any fellow tasmanians on it so and as discussed earlier uh cat's an immense talent um this song i can't even describe what i love about it it's just the melody melody is hauntingly beautiful um the arrangement is spectacular and her voice is the best ever so um you know it's such a sad song um and delivered with such bad arsery i don't know i just think she killed it in this song i think a lot of people can uh understand that you know being mistreated in a relationship especially younger people um yeah i think this song's absolutely phenomenal so i love it it was definitely. Um, I have to admit, I was not aware of, of Cat before, but I did listen to it. It is. It's a. It's a gorgeous track. Yeah, that was the guitar from down, 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 down. <laughs> so good. I actually asked, like, "Who played that?" 
It's like next time, <laughs> next time, get me in the studio. I want to play that stuff. <laughs> well, you've got the hookup now. You'll be able to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. You're on my record. Let me on yours. <laughs> yeah, it only seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, it. One track that caught me by surprise was um, "Between You and I" by Keita Alexander. Now, yeah, fucking we love had, this um, song. It is. It is. You a had her on, haven't you? Yeah, I haven't listened. We had yet, her on a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to put on tonight after dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I love that song. Um, my girlfriend loves it too. I, it came on the radio once, and I said to her, "I said this song sounds like everybody wants to rule the world." She goes, oh, "I love this song." I said, "Me too." That's why I said this song kind of sounds like everybody wants to rule the world. That song is awesome. This song sounds a little bit like it by default. <laughs> this song is awesome <laughs> too. But the the guitars and the chorus are like palm beauty thing is just so good. And it's got the greatest melody ever. I just like, uh, I'm obsessed with it. I listen to it nearly every day. It's just, it's amazing. <laughs> just a classic pop song. Yeah. It's a very, very catchy pop song. She's done well. Yeah. yeah it's 100%. amazing. Yeah. Love it so much. <laughs> there's um there's also some great uh some great dad rock on here. There's a bit of Steely Dan and, and Bruce Springsteen. Um yep. for yourself, when you were growing up, was it like bands like Steely Dan and Springsteen that you were listening to or that your parents were listening to and you kind of got into through them? Um Springsteen was played around the house. Mum um played Springsteen a fair bit. Steely Dan I discovered when I was seventeen. So he's driving to um, Edison Point with my friend Trav. Um, we're in his ute and he's like, excuse me, my friend, our friend Jake Burke actually showed him this band, Steely Dan. He's like, man, Burke, showed me this band, Steely Dan, from like the 70s. you got to hear it. And he played, um, was it Kid Charlemagne? Yeah, I think he showed me Kid Charlemagne first and then Reeling in the Years and it just blew my mind. In fact, actually, there was a guy on Twitter the other day I saw his tweet about Steely Dan and exactly how I felt when I first heard it. I screenshotted it and sent it to all my mates because it was the greatest thing. This is what this guy said. He goes, losing my fucking mind listening to Steely Dan right now. I can't believe this is real. And that's exactly how I felt when I was 17. (laughs) I just had never heard anything like it. Like, you know, I was familiar with guitar and rock guitar and if I hear a song, I can sort of like, oh, yeah, they're playing power chords or CG, A minor, F or something, you know, obvious. But if I hear that, I just cannot begin to fathom what they are up to it's just like so beyond what i understand in music and it's got um kichalma has the greatest guitar solo of all time actually has the two greatest guitar solos the one in the middle that's the greatest and the one in the outro that's the second greatest guitar solo of all time (laughs) larry carlton what a boss um yeah it's amazing i just have really fond memories of um listening to steely down my friends growing up like that 17 18 19 you're old and um, where I work now, the music shop in Hobart, I'm on a musician. I got the job there nearly a year ago. And one of my first days, sometimes I put some music on. I didn't really know what to put on. I put on Steely Dan. And then all we listened to was Steely Dan last year. And when we got to Spotify, <laughs> like most played for the shop, it was Steely Dan. So, yeah, I'm a massive fan. It's, um, I feel like Stevie Dan, uh, St- sorry, Steely Dan is one of those very distinctive bands where it's like no one else really sounds like them. It's just kind of them oh, and them yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I know that there was um, a Gin Blossoms track as well and that you mentioned Everclear before. Do you think that some of those uh, kind of 90s grunge tracks are now 
uh, not coming back in trend, but I feel like there's a lot of '90s trends coming back, and, and Gin Blossoms, I think, were one of the the better bands of the '90s. What what is it about this song that kind of? Oh man, uh, like our new record, we just wanted to sound like Goo Goo Dolls and Gin Blossoms. Like that was the mission yeah. statement. Whether we did it or not, that's for other people to decide. But "Follow You Down" is one of my favourite songs of theirs. Um, you know, lots of energy, great guitar riff, amazing chorus. Um, great guitar solo in the middle. And that was kind of the the mission statement for us. We wanted to have that 90s guitar pop thing going on. Like we got that song, Dying to Feel Alive. It's got a dorky tad rock guitar solo in the middle. Um, we undernarred what we do there. And I was like, well, Jim Blossoms would have a guitar solo, so we'll put <laughs> one in there and see how it goes. Um, but, yeah, just an amazing man. Heaps of great songs. Obviously, Hey Jealousy is their biggest hit, but, um, you know, Follow You Down, um, Found Out About You. Till I hear it from you, um, Empire Records. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love that band. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, and it had a huge influence on our new record too, all the Jim Blossom stuff. So yeah, great band. Yeah, that's awesome, Thomas. Thank you very much for your time this evening, and uh, thank you for for being on the pod. Thanks for having me, man. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much. And that's our show. Thank you again to Thomas Busby and Luca Brasi. Everything is Tenuous, their fifth studio record, is out next week on Cooking Vinyl Australia. We've included a link in the show notes if you'd like to head to their store and order the vinyl, along with the tea towel and skateboard merch we discussed in the episode. We also want to give a quick shout out to Amy from Death Proof for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of Thomas's picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Until next week, cheers.